Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Today, we are going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics, which is Pinterest. It's one of my favorite marketing methods and one that I really love and recommend for introverts because of how it works. A little bit about me in this area. I've been a Pinterest manager full-time since 2015. I've worked with almost, I think, over 100 clients um, throughout the years doing Pinterest audits, account optimizations, pin design, and then monthly management as well. One of the main reasons why I love Pinterest, especially for introverts, is because you need to understand what Pinterest is all about. With Pinterest, it's not like social media. On Pinterest, you are putting your content, not yourself, out there and letting it work its magic. So it's a little less overwhelming and scary for us introverts because we aren't putting ourselves out there. Um, We don't have to hustle. We don't have to network. We don't have to engage. We just create awesome content, put it out there with a Pinterest marketing strategy and let it do its work. People will find you organically if you do this right and are consistent with your Pinterest marketing. And I will say, keep in mind if you did choose Pinterest as one of your marketing methods that Pinterest is a search engine. It's a visual visual search engine. So it's not a social media platform. Um, don't compare it to Instagram at all. It is completely different. If anything, it's more closely related to Google search than it is to a social media platform. So Pinterest, not social media. It is a visual search engine. So what that means is that Pinterest is more of a long-term strategy. You won't see results overnight. So if you are going to go ahead with a Pinterest strategy, Don't get discouraged if you don't see major growth or major results for weeks or even months because as a search engine, it takes time for the algorithm to understand your account, your content, and what it's all about and who would be most interested um, for them to show it to. Now, as I mentioned in the first episode of this podcast, There are four main marketing methods that I recommend for introverts. Pinterest is one of those. And another reason why I really love Pinterest is because it works seamlessly with either blogging or email marketing. If you are choosing one of those two as your other marketing method, Pinterest works very well with blogging or email marketing. It allows you to have consistent content to put out on Pinterest For email marketing, that would mean sales pages for your opt-in freebie offers to get people on your email list. For blogging, that means putting your fresh content out there into the Pinterest algorithm 
people will find it. They'll visit your blog post and then hopefully click through and hire you for your services, read more about what you're all about, maybe join your email list. So that's why I really love Pinterest as a strategy with one of those other marketing methods. With Pinterest, you really want to think about your goals. When you're first starting and creating content, you really want to think about what is the end goal you want people to take when they find your pin on Pinterest and click through to it. Do you want to grow your email list? Do you want to get more clients and client leads coming in? Um, Or are you selling digital products? So those are the main three. You may have other goals in mind, but those are the main three that I think would be most common to the majority of you listening. It's really important to understand your goals so that you can put the right type of content out there on Pinterest and pull in the right kind of audience. So one example I can share is that as a Pinterest manager offering Pinterest management services, at one point, I really wanted to work with wedding photographers. So what kind of lead magnet or opt-in or piece of content would really work well to get those target audience people clicking on my pin and going through to my website? So I actually wrote a blog post about how wedding photographers can use Pinterest as a marketing tool. I posted a blog post about the best tailwind tribes for wedding photographers. And then I also created a wedding photographer um, welcome kit for their clients as a Canva template. So they opt into that and then they're on my email list. They are officially in my world and maybe not immediately, but potentially months from now, if they think, you know, I can't keep up with Pinterest. Oh, I know someone who does Pinterest management and she obviously knows a lot about the field that I'm in because she has all this amazing content about how people in my business and industry can use Pinterest as a marketing tool. So that is just one quick example. I'm sure there are tons, no matter who your target audience is, there are a million ways to create content that is going to resonate with them and that they're going to want to click through and you're going to achieve whatever your end goal is for that piece of content. One thing that has really changed This year and in recent history with Pinterest is that having fresh content is way more important now than ever before. So what that means is fresh pin designs. So you don't need to be writing a blog post or creating a new freebie every every week. You can create five, 10 different pin designs going to that same blog post or that same freebie opt-in page, and that would be considered fresh content. Now, the best tool for this is Canva by far. I was a Canva snob for a long time just because I went to school for graphic design. I was obsessed with Photoshop. Um, I never even gave Canva a chance until the last few years, and I've realized what an amazing tool it is. It's so much easier to use whether you're completely new to design or you have experience with design. Using Canva for social media graphics and Pinterest pins 
saves you so much time. I can't even explain how wrong I was about Canva originally. And you can get a free Canva account. You don't need a Canva Pro account, even though I recommend it. Um, The benefits of the paid account is that you get access to so many more fonts. You can have brand boards where you save your brand colors right there. Um, And you have access to so many pro elements and photos as well. Now, if you're struggling to create a lot of fresh pin designs or content, or are your pins are not getting a lot of clicks, it could be the design. So I do have a membership and I also have Canva template bundles that you can purchase. I will link it down below so you can check those out. Um, the membership is called Entrepreneur Templates. It is a monthly membership where once you join, you get access to 300 plus templates for everything from Pinterest to Instagram to creating a lead magnet with ebook templates. And then we also drop 20 plus, it's usually well more than plus, um, new templates every single month. And if you are a service provider, you can also use these templates for your clients So if you're a Pinterest manager, for example, that doesn't really love the design part of it, you can use these entrepreneur templates for your clients' pin designs as well. One thing I also wanted to touch on with Pinterest is that if you've looked into Pinterest at all, you've probably heard about Tailwind. So Tailwind is an awesome scheduling program that I recommend and require all of my monthly management clients to use. The main feature is the time that it saves. It's $15 per month if you pay monthly. And the amount of time that you will save of scheduling pins, making sure that you're scheduling consistently, um, making sure you're not pinning the same pin to a board multiple times in a row, um, like keeping track of all that would be very overwhelming. And you'd have spreadsheets upon spreadsheets to keep track of it. And it would just be way too much. So Tailwind for the $15 per month saves me, I would guess per account, at least five to 10 hours per month in scheduling and management. So how much is your time worth is really the question when it comes to if Tailwind is beneficial for you or not. Tailwind does have a feature called Tailwind Tribes, which is a great way to connect with people in the same niche or same audience that will also reshare your content. It's kind of a give and take. So if you add something to a tribe, you're expected to reshare whatever the tribe rules from other people's content. So let's talk about some basics. Um, I know this is a lot to cover, especially if you're new to Pinterest. There is a lot. So hopefully you're taking notes and this isn't too overwhelming. I promise you once you have it down and tailwind set up a consistent schedule, um, you batch create fresh pins every week or every two weeks, whatever it is, it's not that overwhelming. But we do want to talk about scheduling and kind of best practices with Pinterest So when it comes to scheduling, like I mentioned, Pinterest loves fresh content. So they don't want you to reshare the same pin design over and over and over again. 
if you have a new pin design that you've done, maximum number of boards that you want to share it to are 10. No more than 10. Less than that is even better. So that includes your personal boards and your group boards. So you really want to be particular about where you're pinning each fresh pin. And this is also where Tailwind comes in handy because you create a new pin and you want to schedule it out to, say, five different boards. Tailwind has an interval scheduling feature. So as you're scheduling it from drafts in Tailwind, you can actually set it to an interval. So that means that whatever you set, say, four days, it will not pin that same pin and image to the different boards until it's been that amount of time. So that is really good for avoiding the Pinterest spam filter and helping out the algorithm and not having reshared content continuously going out. Now for interval scheduling, I do recommend keeping it at a three to five day window. Uh, More than that is even better. Like if you have tons of content, you can schedule it as far out as you want, Uh, but minimum three to five days between the same pin going to a different board. So I guess one thing I'll touch on is group boards, because I know there's been a lot of talk about group boards and if they are effective and really they're not as effective as they once were, for sure. Like group boards a couple of years ago were everything to get more eyes and more traffic to your website and to your blog. Now they're kind of less of a priority But group boards can still be very beneficial and very important as a part of your strategy. The main thing to think about and look at is if a group board is getting you results. So again, you can also do that in Tailwind. Um, There is a board insights tab that you can use to see how your content is performing on each group board. So for any group board that I join, I usually give it about three months And then I go in and see how my content has been doing. If it's not been performing very well, then I will leave that group board um, and try to find another one or just leave it because it's obviously not getting me results and is just a waste of time. But there are very active, really relevant group boards that can be very beneficial um, for getting your content seen by larger and new audiences for sure. So one other thing I wanted to talk about with Pinterest is that Pinterest is a visual search engine. So what that means is that the two main things that are important are the visuals, your design, and your optimization. So search engine optimization is very important when it comes to Pinterest. You can't really have major success unless you have both of those points hammered down. So you want to have great pin design that people that get people to click on. And then you also need to use the right keywords to get that pin in front of the right people so that they can click on it. Those are the two main elements on having success on Pinterest. I do have a free Pinterest SEO guide that I've created that I will link below that you can download for free and it will walk you through Pinterest optimization, optimizing pin descriptions, optimizing your profile. The main thing to think about is keyword research. So the best ways to do that is actually with on Pinterest itself. The main ways that I do it 
is through the Pinterest trends tool, which you can type in any keyword and see kind of how the search volume has been going over a period of time for that search. You can also do manual keyword research by just putting any search term in the search bar. And then Pinterest at the top, once you search, has those colored blocks that you can click on, and that will give you extra keywords that you can use with whatever phrase you searched for. The third method is going to go in and create a promoted pin campaign on Pinterest. You don't actually have to set it up. You don't have to pay to run a promoted pin campaign. You just go through the process until you get to the point where you're adding keywords. And what that will allow you to see is the average number of searches for that keyword on Pinterest per month. That will give you an idea of kind of how Pinterest users are searching for things. And it will also give you a lot more ideas for additional keywords to use on your account and in your pin descriptions. I know this has been a lot. Pinterest is an amazing platform for driving traffic, for building your email list, for getting sales. The sky is absolutely the limit for Pinterest. And the best thing about it is that you don't have to constantly put stuff out there. Like I can create a pin and that pin will have a shelf life of like six months. That is pretty freaking fantastic when compared to an Instagram post that has a shelf life of about, I don't know what it is now, maybe five hours, and then it's dead. With Pinterest, it's a long-term strategy, but that just means that you can continue to reap the benefits and the rewards from your pins and what you've put out months down the line. And you can have leads coming in that have found you organically through your content, through your pins, and are reaching out and wanting to book you for services or purchase your program, whatever it is you're offering, whatever your end goal is, you can get those results with Pinterest. So the important thing to remember is keyword research, optimization, pinning and scheduling strategy, and pin design. You get down those elements and you will have so much success on Pinterest. And I will touch on also that creating the right type of content um, for your audience and what you want the end goal to be is very important as well. So I don't want you to just create content just for the sake of creating content and throwing it out there. Your content needs to serve a purpose and it needs to serve your end goal and your ideal audience. So again, for me, like I mentioned, I have the Pinterest SEO guide that I created as a lead magnet. I offer that to get somebody on my email list. Now the guide, it helps them optimize their own Pinterest account and understand Pinterest SEO, which I'm giving them value and knowledge. But there are going to be some people who are going to get that guide and they're going to say like, I don't have time for all of this. I'm way too overwhelmed. This is way too hard. Pinterest is taking up too much time. I'm going to just let somebody else handle it who is an expert in the field. And then they might reach out to me days or weeks or months later after they've been on my email list for a bit and I've been sending them nurturing emails. So the benefits of Pinterest are not always immediate. 
but stay consistent, stay positive, and you will see results. I promise you. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways that we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvert-coach.com and at introvertpreneur.com where you will find tons of blog posts and resources that'll also help you grow your business. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you're loving about the podcast so that I can encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.